Hi, welcome to the Penis Project podcast. This is the place to come to find out everything you've always wanted to know about men's health but were too embarrassed to ask. Join physiotherapist Dr. Joe Milios and sexologist nurse practitioner Melissa Hadley-Barrett as they talk to real men and the experts about men's private parts. Have a burning question you really want to know the answer to? Please subscribe to our website at thepenisproject.org and just ask us. The greater the length while the greater the strength, the more time I've got for you. There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting. Too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine silence forever. The Penis Project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by PROST, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. PROST is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au. Hi, I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett and I designed the Penile Rehabilitation Program to help men recover from prostate cancer. It's an online program built on decades worth of knowledge and experience and practice. It's the only one of its kind in the world and it actually works. So if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and want to get your penis working again as quickly as possible, and why wouldn't you, then visit penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you'll be off and running. And it only takes about 15 minutes a day. All the best with your recovery, which I promise will never be as bad as you think. November 11, 11am, 60 seconds, kids watch on the wall. In the pub, in the tab, in the cars, we remember and wonder... Welcome to the Penis Project podcast. Today, I'd like to introduce Nilifer McKay, who's a cardiology nurse practitioner with over 20 years experience and a senior lecturer. She's also the current course coordinator of Edith Cowan University's nurse practitioner course. So Nilifer, as you can imagine, is very experienced in cardiology issues, and she was also one of Kendall's mentors when she was studying to be a nurse practitioner. So today we have Kendall here, and she's going to chat with Nilifer, and we're going to ask all about cardiology questions, how you can keep your heart healthy, and how this might affect some of your sexual function as well. So welcome, Nilifer, and welcome, Kendall. Thank you. Thanks, Melissa. Thanks, Kendall. Nice to be on the show. So I guess the um, the most important reason why we got you on here is because men often don't get checked soon enough and the heart is probably the most important thing. And in, in light of Shane Warne's sudden death being so young, I thought it would be really good to sort of chat about what cardiovascular disease is or, um, you know, heart disease or, you know, however you sort of call it. So we'll start with that. Sure. Yeah, Kendall, I think um, we're seeing this more and more increased in Australia with, you know, people being young and, and suffering from heart attacks and it happened very suddenly. So uh, one of the things that I tell my patients is, you know, prevention is is much better than cure. So uh, I encourage everyone to kind of live a healthy lifestyle, to eat healthy, exercise, because um, that's really going to prevent the buildup of those plaques that cause some of those um, heart disease or heart attacks. Mm. So what is heart disease? 
So heart disease or cardiovascular health um, can, can comes in various ways, but um, it's really the buildup of cholesterol in your arteries. And so when you talk about the heart specifically, the, the cholesterol builds within the layers of those heart vessels and causes an obstruction. And that obstruction then leads to a lack of blood flow to the heart muscle, which then can cause a heart attack. So we always, um, you know, you'll see a lot of people talking about anti-cholesterol medications or statins. It's kind of a big buzzword uh, that we hear. And really, even though you don't see it and you don't feel it, um, that buildup is happening. And so those statin medications really help prevent it. Yeah. So how many of Australians are at risk of getting heart disease? in their lifetime? Would you know that sort of statistic? Uh, yeah, so the Heart Foundation reports that there's about three quarters of Australians have some sort of heart disease. And um, sometimes we see it in symptoms like high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Um, so that's a pretty big percentage. Um, of that percentage of patients, people who actually end up with a heart attack, um, is much less, but again, you know, prevention is better um, than waiting till something happens. Yeah. So if you just had a typical man, you know, just working from home due to COVID and this is the new normal, is there any sort of signs and symptoms that would indicate to a man that something is happening or is it, can it be silent for some men? Yeah, that's a very good question. So some people, depending on whether you have other comorbidities, and what I mean by that is like having high blood pressure, cholesterol, bad kidney disease, you may or may not feel symptoms. So the typical symptoms of someone who is going to suffer from a heart attack are the crushing chest pain in the middle of the chest um, that can radiate to the jaw or down the arms, sweating, shortness of breath. Um, those are kind of your typical, typical symptoms. But you also have um, those silent heart attacks. We call them silent MIs. And people who have diabetes, because it affects the nerves a little bit, you don't really feel those typical symptoms. So, um, again, why it's kind of good to have those heart checks you know, early on. So anyone between the age of 35 to 40 really should see their you know, nurse practitioner or their GP to have these um, things checked to make sure that we're, you know, staying ahead of it. And one other thing I will say is, um, you know, women also present very differently to men when it comes to heart disease in the sense that women don't have those typical chest pain, usually can be just feeling tired for a long period of time, um, or back pain is something else that women feel as well. Wow, well, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that yeah. either. That's great. Yeah. Um, so is there any common misconceptions out there that you might see that men go, oh, but I'm usually fit and healthy. I'm a fit cyclist or runner or something like that, you know, that we could dispel? Yeah. So, um, well, if we take Shane Warne, for example, I mean, I know he was kind of retired, well, a cricketer, but, um, you know, he was very active, obviously, and he's his day and age um, and I I see increasingly more younger people who are suffering from heart attacks so just because you exercise 
You still have the risk factors of family history. So if you have family history, that's a big risk factor. Smoking is a very big risk factor. Um, and then again, high cholesterol, high, high blood pressure. So all those risk factors, even if you're someone who cycles 20Ks a day, you can't fight genetics or you can't cheat genetics. And so still at risk. Um, and also, I mean, you mentioned before about working from home and, you know, um, we've kind of become more of a sedentary population with this working from home. So, so again, um, you know, keeping ahead and, and, and being active is really important. Yeah, because I, I always say, you know, to patients that I meet for weight loss or anything like that, because they might say, oh, well, I do a lot of exercise and, you know, I tend to eat what I like, but you tend to can't run away from a bad diet. And I think that's what lots of people sort of misunderstand with their diet and weight loss journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I just need to ask one question. Who is the amazing pianist in the background? Because our listeners will hear that. We want to tell them who's playing. Oh, dear. So sorry. My daughter, who is nine years old, is having her piano lesson. And I thought with my little AirPods in, you wouldn't hear that. But yes, that's my no, little but pianist. It's actually quite musical and lovely, isn't it? So thank you. So anyone listening, this is an up and coming piano star. <laughs> Add, add to the program a little bit of uh, heart music. Really. You'll have to play it for her later and she'll be able to hear herself. Um, so let's sort of talk about a man who might have had a massive heart attack and ends up in hospital and has surgery, you know, may or may not have stents or a bypass. What is life like after having major heart, you know, heart attack? So um, I think that it's not talked about enough. So I'm glad you asked that. I think that when you leave the hospital, there's so much that happens after that initial episode that um, people think I can go back to what I was doing. Having said that, I've talked to a lot of patients and they know they, they quit smoking, they get more active. And, and so the, the most important things I would say is regular follow-up. So definitely keep your follow-up. Go see your GP, your cardiologist, as they've recommended, and take your medications as they are prescribed. Um, even if you're feeling well, um, don't just stop them because those medications are actually keeping those arteries open, keeping your blood pressure down, um, and keeping your cholesterol at a safe level. You generally, or you should be, um, referred to cardiac rehab after you have a heart attack. And cardiac rehab is kind of a controlled environment where they monitor your heart while you gradually increase your exercise. Um, and there's quite a few centers that are kind of within hospitals or outside hospitals um, that are kind of run by physical therapists and exercise physiologists that you should, um, that are you enrolled in. So is there any increased risk for type 2 diabetes or kidney problems, you know, having had a heart problem at all? So usually it's kind of the other way around. So type 2 diabetes and um, kidney disease increase your risk of developing heart disease. Having said that, if you have heart disease, sometimes people tend to think I can't exercise or I shouldn't exercise. And then that comes with that so weight gain and that weight gain puts you at increased risk for diabetes. Mm -hmm. So um, so generally that's the kind of the way it goes. Um, you can be at increased risk for getting kidney dysfunction if your 
um, heart is not pumping adequately um, because 20% of our blood flow from our heart goes to our kidneys. And so if the heart's not pumping, the kidneys suffer as well. Yeah. And, you know, we often hear about, you know, Melissa and I will see patients coming in that have suddenly developed some sort of erectile dysfunction. Um, is is that related to the heart? Because a lot of the time we say if the heart's not pumping correctly, it often can affect the penile tissue. Do you know much about sort of that side of things? Yeah, so there's a, a twofold effect there. So one, the medications that um, patients are put on after they have a heart attack. So those are those beta blockers. We call them ACE inhibitors, which would bring down the blood pressure and some of the nitrates, they lower the blood pressure to take the load off the heart. But when you take the load off the heart, you're also taking the load off your penis, unfortunately, because it's not going to get enough blood flow. So, um, and quite frequently, you know, men don't want to talk about this. And I know you talk about this on your podcast all the time, but I think it's really important to have those conversations with your GP and your cardiologist, because one will be more concerned about prescribing medications to help erectile dysfunction because you're on those medications. So one is the medications, two is the lack of blood flow going to the pelvic area as well. Yeah, and we we see men that come in who are on, you know, a lot of blood pressure tablets or, you know, your beta blockers, and you say to them, it's safe for you to have Viagra or anything like that, and they get quite stressed about it increasing their blood pressure, but we know it does the opposite. Is that right? Yeah, so that's correct. So generally, um, and I won't go into all the different classes of um, medications for erectile dysfunction, but typically they're very targeted um, to create what you need for the moment. And um, they actually do reduce blood pressure um, in, in the systemic kind of form. And so one of the things I will say is if you are on nitrate medications, um, and those are usually called isosorbide mononitrate or IMDOR, then you want to be cautious about also taking um, those, those types of medications or the P5 inhibitors. So again, having those conversations with the right people and being upfront and honest about what you're on. So don't go to your GP and say, I'm not on these medications, but I need some Viagra, because then uh, that leads to problems. Yeah, I mean, I've had a few guys come in and you ask them as much as you can about their pills and what they take and I had a elderly gentleman go no he only takes this and this and this and then I literally turn around look back at him and he dropped his um GTN spray on the table and I was like oh my god what do you take that and he goes oh no I just carry this in my pocket I was like that's really important to know about um yeah yeah just having an understanding of the medication that these men take is so important yeah, very, very important. And um, I think, um, oh, sorry. Go for it. Um, so with the GTN spray, I think, you know, it's okay that you have it. It's just obviously you don't want to use them together. So, and when you do excess physical activity, you know, you can get angina or that chest pain. So just just being aware what your symptoms are and when you're going to take it. Yeah, so I've got one more question, and it's more about the ladies and... Is there any increased risk of women getting heart disease due to postmenopause? Uh, so there's no real direct link related to menopause and cardiovascular disease, but it's more 
the hormone changes that happen with menopause cause women to reduce their metabolic rate and hence have weight gain. And that weight gain then puts you at increased risk for heart disease. So again, kind of reiterating the importance of exercise, kind of have to do more exercise as you get older um, and as you go through menopause, which um, you know creates all those good hormones as well. So it's good to get out there and enjoy the sunlight. Yeah. So is there anything else that is a take-home message that you think is important to know for the men out there that we haven't brought up? I think, um, you know, your help is in your hands. I would encourage all Australians, men and women, to to know your body well um, and, you know, take take responsibility for it because what you take care of now will help you in the future. Um, and we all want to have good retirements, so healthy retirements. So that's what I would recommend. Okay. Well, I haven't got any more questions, so I really appreciate your time again. This is 2.0. <laughs> um, and we do appreciate you being on today's show. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, sorry about the pianist, but maybe that created some <laughs> Tell you about a boy who lives inside me. He's been there all of my life. Hi, I'm Melissa, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Just a reminder if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, I've built a penile rehabilitation program just for you. It's an online program packed with information, exercises and advice along with proven strategies that will get your penis back in working order as quickly as possible in about 15 minutes a day. If you like the sound of that, then please head over to penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you can start straight away or there's a link from the RS Health website. We would also love you to review and subscribe and share this podcast so we can help more men. Links to Instagram and Facebook are in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. So spread the word that help is available. All the best for now. Bye. I've got a boy of my own now It fills me with pride To see him growing so fast into a man